Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhart. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, <laughs> books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. It's a little bit chilly here, and that's okay. I kind of need it to help wake me up. I did not get much sleep last night. I have been working feverishly on book seven. There's actually text that has been coming out. I've been writing. It's amazing. I have missed this. And there's other things that I've been working on. I'm trying to figure out how to make a downloadable file for the audiobook so that you can download it and it will automatically play and you can skip from, you know, chapter to chapter if you want to. You don't have to listen to it all the way through. I haven't figured out quite how to do this yet. I know how to create the zip file and things like that, but I need to figure out how to set up the actual MP3 file to get this to play the way that I want it to. This is all very new to me and I'm doing a lot of research and it takes time. If any of you out there know how to do these things, please feel free to contact me. I would love you for that. But I've been doing that. I've done some more work on the website, making sure that I'm getting everything updated so that all of the changeovers that I had made from stephenburkhart.com and dianeburkhart.com, now everything says burkhartbooks.com. And I'm having to redo all of my promotional material, which is a lot of expense, which is something that I had not considered whenever I was doing all of this consolidation work, all of the old publicity stuff that is now going to be irrelevant. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well, that wouldn't be such a big deal if I actually had a marketing budget. But since I don't, I should think of these things before I start working. Oh, well. <laughs> It'll all get taken care of eventually. We'll see. I finally got around to updating our Tumblr social media site. I ended up just deleting the Reddit social media site because I couldn't get it to update the information the way that I wanted it to. And I figured I'll just get rid of it for now and redo it again later because I don't really use Reddit that much. I know it's so popular and people love it, but if you can't get it to have the information that you want, it's kind of pointless. So I figure I'll just delete it for now and redo it later. And whenever I get it all redone, you'll see the, the link show up again on our website, BurkhartBooks.com. But for now, I've got other things to do, like finish book seven, Into the West Family Ties, which I will be reading from again at the end of this podcast. So stick around for that. But today... I actually want to talk to you about other book podcasts. I know that's crazy, right? Why would I want to tell you about other book podcasts in my book podcast? That's an easy answer because there is room for all of us. All of these podcasts I'm going to tell you about have very specific niche markets and they're not my market. So there's no problem with having cross-referencing of these because there's room for all of us. And there are some incredible book podcasts out there that target a very specific market. And I'm going to talk to you about a few of them today. Now, if you're looking for more, you should definitely check out an article that was on townandcountrymag.com by an Emily Burak, B-U-R-A-C-K. It was published on February 23rd of this year. 
It is the 27 best book podcasts for when you put your book down. This article has some incredible book podcast suggestions. And if you love book podcasts, you really should check this out. I'm going to mention a few of them here today because there are some that I just found incredible. But I'm not going to go through all 27, of course. I don't have that kind of time. So I will put a link to this article in my podcast description so you can find it. Check them all out later on on your own. And trust me, you want to. If you love books the way that I do, you're going to want to check these out. There's some incredible ones. But right now we're just going to talk about a few. Now I have to tell you, one of the first podcasts that really caught my eye was one called Story Keepers. And I'm sorry, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but this is by Wabgeshig Rice. It's W-A-U-B-G-E-S-H-I-G Rice and Jennifer David. Now from their Apple podcast preview site, it says that Story Keepers Let's Talk Indigenous Books is a monthly podcast by these two hosts, and each episode they are joined by a guest host to discuss books by First Nations, Matisse, and Inuit authors. I'm guessing this one is probably out of Canada just because of the description of the Indigenous authors that come on. But this, I think, is such a great opportunity to find out more about Native peoples and their stories. This is one that you can find on Apple Podcasts. It's just Story Keepers Podcast. I will have a link, of course, in the description for you to find this. From what I can tell, they started out this year. They've already received 70 ratings and have a 4.7 review rating out of a 5-point system. So this is definitely something that you might want to check out if you have any interest in Indigenous Voices. So Story Keepers Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Check that one out. One of the other podcasts that really caught my attention is called On the Road with Penguin Classics. And I noticed this one right away because I used to have a huge collection of Penguin Classic books before I moved to Europe. They have 14 episodes in with a five-point rating. So this is pretty incredible. Their description is On the Road with Penguin... On the Road... (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing at myself because if you are a fan of Benedict Cumberpatch, he has trouble saying the word penguin, and now I cannot get that out of my head while I'm trying to talk about penguin classics. Sorry, I'll I'll calm down now. But seriously, if you want a good laugh, look up Benedict Cumberpatch trying to say penguin on the Graham Norton show. It's totally worth it. Okay, sorry. Oh, I'm back in, back into the podcast now. (laughs) So On the Road with Penguin Classics is a podcast that takes a stroll around the world's favorite books. In each episode, author and editor Henry Elliott travels to different literary locations to explore a brilliant book in the company of a remarkable reader. On March 3rd, they had Alice's Adventures in Wonderland with Chris Rydell. And here, I'm just going to read you the description straight from their Apple podcast site. For Alice's Adventures in Wonderland with Chris Rydell, Lewis Carroll in Oxford, the illustrator and political cartoonist Chris Rydell wanders the streams and streets of Oxford with Henry, visiting the locations that inspired Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll. 
They meet Sophie Hiscock at the Story Museum and visit Christ Church College. This is definitely a podcast that I'm going to start following because I think this is just such an incredible, interesting idea to bring these classics more to life, to give you a whole new perspective on these classics. I mean, this is just such a great idea. I love this. It looks like they run about an hour for each episode. So it does take a little bit of time, but I think this would definitely be worth it. And one great thing about podcasts, you can always stop them and play later. Now, you know, for mine, I usually try to keep them under 20 minutes because just like my books, these are supposed to be just quick moments of entertainment for people who are busy and on the run. And I try not to take up a lot of your time. Maybe whenever I can actually afford to pay for podcast hosting and I have more time to use, I might talk more about things. But for now, we're keeping it short. Now, this next podcast I'm going to tell you about, I think is just absolutely brilliant. It is called The Worst Bestsellers. And I can so get into this. I had recently, I think it was at the beginning of this year, maybe last year, I was actually in a book club online. And we were picking books as a group. And a lot of them were bestsellers. They were ones that were on like the Reese Witherspoon book club picks or the New York Times bestseller list. And honestly, I did not enjoy most of the books that we were reading. It was incredible. These books were so popular and they were selling so many books. And I just, when I read them, I didn't get it. I could not understand what that appeal was for so many people because they didn't resonate with me. I mean, and that doesn't mean anything to anybody but me. And I mean, they don't have to appeal to everybody, but it made me very curious what it was about these books that made them so appealing to so many other people when they just, you know, hit flat with me. It's, it's a very interesting concept whenever something is so popular to so many people. And yet for some, there's just no interest. Now for the worst bestsellers podcast, writer Kate and librarian Renata read best-selling books in an attempt to understand their appeal and barring that to become the crow and servo of the book world. New episodes are every other Monday and they have worstbestsellers.com. So visit there. You can find out all kinds of information about this podcast and them. And you can also find their podcast on Apple Podcasts. The link will be in my description. Now, there's a few more that I'm just going to quickly mention, but not go into as much detail on. There's SFF Yeah by Book Riot. That is a bi-weekly fantasy and sci-fi fiction podcast. There is Borrowed from the Brooklyn Public Library. It's a book podcast that was launched by the library. And as they explain this, Brooklyn has so many stories to tell, and a lot of them start at the library. Now, this podcast is not necessarily about books, but rather stories from Brooklyn, from the library, Brooklyn history, and so much more. I thought that one was pretty interesting. It's like stories around the books. There is Books and Boba. It's a book club that is dedicated to spotlighting books written by authors of Asian descent. 
Every month, the hosts pick a book by an Asian or Asian American author to read and discuss on their podcast. Now, the final podcast I want to tell you about, I definitely saved the best for last. This one is LeVar Burton Reads by LeVar Burton and Stitcher. This is described as the best short fiction handpicked by the best voice in podcasting. In every episode, host LeVar Burton, best known for his portrayal in Roots, Reading Rainbow, and Star Trek, invites you to take a break from your daily life and dive into a great story. LeVar's narration blends with gorgeous soundscapes to bring stories by Neil Gaiman, Haruki Murakami, Octavia Butler, Ray Bradbury, Stephen King, and more to life. If you're ready, let's take a deep breath and listen to LeVar Burton Reads. He is 151 episodes into this podcast and has a 4.9 rating out of 5 with 15.1 thousand ratings. But you know, it's LeVar Burton, so you know it's going to be great. This man has made an entire second career, besides being in TV and movies, he's made the second career introducing books to the public. So you know it's going to be good. He even has a story that he talked about on February 22nd called The Last Truth by Anna Marie Curtis. She is the first place winner of the LeVar Burton Reads Writing Contest and has her story read by LeVar Burton on LeVar Burton Reads. Can you imagine what that would be like? I mean, me as an indie author, the thought of having somebody like LeVar Burton read something I had written on his podcast, I think I would probably just pass out from sheer joy. (laughs) I mean, that had to be incredible for her. So be sure and check out all of the links for these podcasts in the description of today's episode. You can check out some incredible works of fiction from well-known established authors and from some less known, possibly up-and-coming authors. Okay, I think that ought to be about enough of my rambling for today. (laughs) I probably should have just called this my podcast ramblings, like my blog ramblings. Sometimes my brain can just be so random. Oh well, it's me. I think it's time that we get on and read some Into the West Family Ties. Into the West Family Ties by Stephen Burkhardt. My pen name. Continuing Chapter One. Martin stayed by her side until he heard footsteps coming down the hallway. As they drew nearer, he reluctantly stood up and retreated back to the chair on the far side of the room, a respectful distance from the sleeping woman. As Martin settled back into his chair, Mrs. Weathersby came in carrying a tray of food for Margaret. The older woman nodded at Martin and walked to the table by the window to set the tray down. She was not surprised to find Martin here. The entire household knew he had been sitting vigil most nights after he returned home from work. The woman came to stand by Martin's chair, but her gaze was on Margaret. "'How is she doing tonight?' she asked. "'She's restless again.' calling for her children and crying from time to time. There was a long pause as they both looked at Margaret sleeping. I wish. Martin stopped. He knew wishing would do no good for anyone at this time and place, so he stopped himself from finishing his thought. Martin finally let out a deep sigh. 
How was I so blind to what she was going through? Why didn't I know she was in so much trouble? Why didn't she come to me, confide in me? I thought I was her friend. I thought she knew that, that she could come to me for help. Martin had to stop for a moment to calm himself and then added, I failed her. Mrs. Weathersby put her hand on Martin's shoulder. This is not on you, sir. We all failed her, but Margaret also failed. She didn't come to any of us. We all would have done whatever we could to help her, but she chose to go it alone. There's nothing we can do to change that, but we can make sure she knows we're here for her now to help her get through this. Martin placed his hand over Mrs. Weathersby's where it rested on his shoulder and gave it a gentle squeeze. After a few more moments, he pulled her hand off his shoulder and held it with both of his. He turned to look the woman in the eyes as he spoke. I want you to do a favor for me if you would, Mrs. Weathersby. The woman was a little startled at the intent look the young man was giving her. He seemed so distressed. Of course, sir, if it's within my means, she said. I want you to talk to the staff. Let everyone know if they have any kinds of troubles. They should feel free and welcome to come to Father or myself. We may not be able to fix every issue, but I want everyone here to know they are part of our family, and we will do whatever we can to help out. Martin paused as he looked over at Margaret again. I do not ever want to see a member of this household in such a state again, and I will do whatever I must to keep that from happening. Martin looked back at the older woman and gave her hand a gentle squeeze. Can you do that for me? He asked. Mrs. Weathersby was touched by the genuine concern she felt from the young man. She nodded as she spoke. Yes, sir. I will be sure to pass on your concerns. And thank you so much for your kindness, and not just for Mrs. McBride, but for all of us, sir. Martin smiled up at Mrs. Weathersby as he placed a kiss on her hand before letting it go. You are all like part of the family, and you take care of family. Speaking of taking care of each other, I brought food on that tray for you as well, and I expect you to eat every bite. It will not do Mrs. McBride any good if you let yourself run down. Martin smiled up at Mrs. Weathersby again as he promised to eat what she had brought for him. Mrs. Weathersby took one last glance at Margaret and asked Martin to ring the kitchen if he needed anything else or if there was a change in her condition. Then she took her leave of them both. It had only been a few moments after Mrs. Weathersby had left when Martin's stomach started growling. Suddenly he noticed how good the food smelled. He had been so focused on Margaret that he hadn't consciously noticed until now. Obviously, some part of him had registered the delicious food and was getting impatient for a taste. Martin went to the table and had only tasted the first bite when a soft voice interrupted him. "'Something smells wonderful,' said Margaret quietly. Martin spun around so fast at the sound of her voice that he knocked the silverware from the tray and sent it clattering to the floor. Margaret startled at the sound and sat up quickly in bed. "'Oh, forgive me,' said Martin in a rush as he quickly bent to pick up the utensils. "'I had no idea you had awakened.' Margaret laughed as she sat up straighter in bed. 
She settled herself into place and adjusted the bed covers to ensure she was properly covered, as she slid a glance at the bedroom door to see that it was standing open, for decorum, of course. "'There's no need to apologize, Mr. Stewart. I'm the one who startled you. It is I who shall ask for forgiveness.' Martin started fidgeting with the knife and fork he had retrieved from the floor as he smiled at Margaret. "'I can safely say I would forgive you anything, Mrs. McBride.' Margaret smiled at hearing the kind words from such a gentleman. She could feel a blush coming over her cheeks. Seeing the color come over her face delighted Martin and made him forget himself enough that he squeezed the knife blade in his hand just a bit too much and felt the jolt of pain as it sliced through his flesh. "'Ow!' exclaimed Martin as he dropped the knife again. He let out an exasperated sigh as he looked up and added, oh, heaven help me. Oh, my goodness, what have you done? asked Margaret with genuine concern. It's nothing, Mrs. McBride. Do not worry yourself. I just nicked my hand on the blade. I just forget myself sometimes. Margaret motioned for Martin to come near. Come here and let me look at it she said in a tone that sounded more of an order than a request. Martin shook his head as he put his injured hand behind his back. "'It's nothing to trouble yourself with, Mrs. McBride. There's a bit of blood, and I do not wish to upset you with it.' Margaret gave Martin an incredulous look as she spoke. "'Mr. Stewart, I have two small children. Trust me when I say I'm used to seeing a bit of blood from time to time,' said Margaret." Her voice trailed off at the end, and she got a sad look on her face as she looked forward with unfocused eyes. "'Hat,' she said. "'What was that, Mrs. McBride?' "'I should have said I had children, not have.' Margaret sat motionless for a moment, lost in her own thoughts. Martin wasn't sure what to do until he saw a tear beginning to build in her eye and break free— slowly making a trail down her beautiful cheek. Martin went to her side and sat down on the bed and took hold of her shoulders, being careful not to get blood on her nightgown. "'Mrs. McBride, I give you my word. I will do everything within my power to help find your children and bring them back home with you.' Margaret was still lost in thought behind unfocused eyes as she shook her head slowly. "'Please, Mr. Stewart.' Do not make promises you can keep. Gently, Martin shook Margaret's shoulders to get her to focus on him. When she finally looked up at him and met his eyes, he spoke again. Mrs. McBride, Margaret, I will do everything in my power to bring your children home to you. I give you my word on this. The look of earnestness Margaret saw in his face gave her hope for the first time in so many months, but a part of her did not trust it. For just a moment she prayed to St. Bridget to make sure his word was true and his intention sincere, because she did not think she could survive more disappointment. It took an incredible leap of faith, but she chose to believe him, and suddenly fell against him as she gave him a fierce hug. And I think we're going to stop here. I actually have written quite a bit more past this point, which should be good news for all of you who are waiting for this. And I hope to be doing a big push on this this weekend and see if I can't get at least a third of the way through this. 
it's possible. I know I can do it, so we're going to see. I'm going to go ahead and stop the podcast now because it's a good thing that I have editing equipment because today has been an incredibly noisy day for the studio. (laughs) There has been a street sweeper going up and down our street. There have been deliveries. Our landlord downstairs, one of his daughters is visiting and she has five dogs that she brings. Plus the landlord has one. And every time the delivery people have ring doorbells to make deliveries, an entire pack of dogs starts barking and going crazy. So it's a good thing that I'm not doing this live because it would have just been an incredibly disruptive podcast today. (laughs) But it's been fun and interesting and it it gives me more practice on my editing skills. I hope you enjoyed the little excerpt from Into the West Family Ties, which will be coming soon, I promise. Don't forget, you can go to my website, join the members only page, and listen to the entire free beta version of the audiobook, my first practice attempt at creating my own audiobooks for the Into the West Saga serial. You can listen to it absolutely free from beginning to end. All you have to do is join the members page, which is free to join. You can quit at any time. There are no strings attached. You can join, listen to the audiobook, and quit. That's perfectly fine. The only thing I ask you to do is please leave me a review and give me your tips and comments and suggestions for how I can make the audiobooks better when I go to do the professional versions of these things. I would really appreciate hearing from all of you. But for now, let's wrap things up, and I want you all to go forth and be happy. And don't forget to join me next Wednesday. Have a great day.